Welcome to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. This podcast by Kevin Paneskis, also known as the Property Soldier, covers all aspects of serviced accommodation and how to make it a profitable and sustainable business. Kevin started investing in property in 1991 whilst serving in the British Army and now owns a multi-million pound property portfolio and serviced accommodation business and is a best-selling author. And now your host, Kevin Paneskis. Hey, Kevin, Property Soldier here. Now, I'm streaming this on a few platforms at the same time, and I'm going to release it as a podcast episode as well. Well, I might release it as a podcast episode. We'll see how this goes, because this is completely unscripted. I just wanted to get something off my chest. I was on the the treadmill earlier, I've got a treadmill in my garage and I often watch YouTube videos and quite often people record their podcast episodes. So I like the interviews where people are recording it and they release those interviews um, on YouTube. So I quite like watching those whilst I'm on my treadmill and uh, sometimes I'll listen to an audio book as well. So a bit of uh, net time, no extra time to do stuff. So I'm getting uh, information into my brain and it eases the boredom because running on the tre- treadmill for a while can be boring sometimes, right? Anyway, so I'm listening to this audio book and it's about property. And it, the, the author, I'm not going to name the book or the author or anything like that. I don't get into mudslinging um spats online but said i'm not going to be selling you any courses and so i'm not going to be trying to flog you an expensive course um you know at the end of this book and so keith just asked what's the rant i'm coming to it i'm coming to it and so that that got me thinking i thought all right fine so you're just going to write this book um and you're going to um obviously you don't earn much money from a book you don't all right very very little do you end up with um as profit so i thought okay fine you know he's not he doesn't want to sell um any training or any courses and then i started thinking do you know i've only just started listening listening to the book i thought ah okay i bet he is going to be offering his services as a, a coach or mentor or something like that but because he doesn't have a course, it's very easy to just say, I'm not going to be trying to sell you an expensive course. I'm not that type of guy. I'm above that. I'm better than that. Right? So, so effectively slagging off people that deliver property education training. And I think that's just a, a really, really weak thing to do. I, I really do. And I'll, ex- I'll explain why. Now, yes. There is good and there is bad in any profession. You'll probably agree with that. And so there are good property training courses and there are bad. And also, this is what I see a lot. And and people say that selling is bad and selling is dirty and you shouldn't sell. And and these people who are selling their property training courses are bad. Now, obviously, some of you will know, some of you might not. But I, I deliver property education. I also coach and mentor people. But there's, a, there's such a thing as fair exchange, isn't there? And so if you are providing a quality service and a quality product, then yes, of course, people should pay the value of that product or service. 
I mean, if something is free, it's worth every penny, right? And I was I was 24 years in the army. I'm mostly in a commando unit, and I know that there's three ways to lead people, and that's by example, by example, and by example. It's as simple as that. And I've been investing in property for over 29 years, and I've done all the different property investment strategies, buy to let, HMO, rent to rent, HMO, lease purchase options, assisted sale, uh, obviously serviced accommodation, but buy, refurbish, refinance, and and purchase, straight purchase to HMO. I've been using other people's money all throughout this time. So here's the thing. There's an awful lot of knowledge and experience. And I was investing in property for 20 years of my army career. So whilst in a job investing in property. But what happened is that it was only, it was about 19 years in actually, that I discovered that there was such a thing as property education. Now, until that point, I had no idea. You don't know what you don't know. I had no idea how to be investing in property well. And so I had tenant problems. I had voids. I, do you know what? <laughs> when I read the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I was in Afghanistan. And at the time, I had five buy-to-lets and a HMO, which I now know is a HMO. At the time, I just had a house with loads of tenants in. Right? I didn't understand any, any legislations or rules. Don't worry. Um, I know what I'm doing now. But... And I was having um, voids and, and tenants causing damage and not paying me rent and builders letting me down. And, and I didn't even have a letting agent. Right. This was how nuts it was. And the stress I, I now know the stress I was under because you only actually know the stress you were under at the time when it is removed from you. I don't know if you can relate to that. And so looking back now, I know the stress that I was under. And, you know, I'm obviously in a full time job. And, and at the time I was in Afghanistan, I used to get shot at from time to time. I was putting myself in harm's way. Sometimes I'd have to put, I'd have to ask other people to put themselves in harm's way doing their, their duty. I was a, a senior sergeant major at the time. And I've got, I'm a, I've got a family and um, I've got all the, the normal problems that people have. Right, and I've got a property portfolio, but the, the property portfolio at the time was actually trapping me in a job because often it was losing me money every month. So not not just causing me a lot of hassle. Sometimes I'd have to prop up that portfolio with my job income. Now then, that was trapping me in a job. So property investing shouldn't trap you in a job, should it? It should release potentially release you from a job. So that book, Rich Dad Poor Dad, actually led me to property education. And over the years, I have spent, myself and Caroline, I've been saying this for ages now, so it's God knows how much money we've spent on training, mentoring, courses, you know, books, audios, well over £100,000, right? And so here's the thing. Often, I paid for a training course because somebody sold that training course to me. And they didn't say, by the way, this course is crap. This is a shit course and it's too expensive. They, they promoted the benefits of doing the training and they sold the course well and highlighted why it would be such fair exchange. And over the years since then, I've always paid for my own education in property and there's a phrase that gets often used but it's absolutely true is that you know people say that property education is expensive now ignorance is expensive ignorance can trap you in a job and make life extremely stressful and ignorance causes you to not make as much money from property as knowledge and knowledge is actually the most important asset 
that anyone can have. You need to understand the difference between assets and liabilities, yes, but please remember that knowledge is also a fantastic asset. And it was by implementing that training that enabled me to leave the army without the need to get a job. And did I have to borrow money to get trained? Yes, I did. Was that good debt or bad debt? You tell me, right? So that is what I did to create enough recurring income from property to allow me to leave the army without the need to get a job. And Remembrance Day is coming. I left the army on the Remembrance Day 2011. Why that day? Because I handed in my notice on Remembrance Day 2010. And I implemented my training and created enough income. And it was hard work because I was still in the army for that year. And I had to go for it and work hard, but implement what I'd been taught that I didn't know before the training. And I created enough passive income to be able to leave the army without need to get a job. And I haven't had a job since and I am now completely unemployable. Okay, and I live in a nice house. I, I drive a nice car. But it was it was education that enabled me to do that. And then some years later, I said, well, do you know what? I can lead by example and I can teach people to do what I have done, to create enough passive income from property to be able to not need to rely on a job anymore and to spend time with more time with your friends and your family. And I I earn good money from property. And when people say that money can't buy you happiness, bullshit. Money allows you to do what you want, when you want, with whom you want. And you do not have to exchange time for money when you create recurring income from property. It is as simple as that. And if you've got to get trained and pay for that training in order to learn how to do it, then so be it. You don't see people. I mean, people have to pay for a university education, don't they? And so what's that now? 27 grand for a university education. And so you don't think, oh, I'm not going on Amazon because they, 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 I've got to pay money for something. All right? Fair exchange is uh, an example I thought about just now before going on live is let's say you, you bought an expensive light bulb, but that light bulb, let's say it costs a 10 pounds, but over a course of a year, it saves you 100 pounds in your energy bill. Is that fair exchange? Absolutely. And so, yes, there's good training courses and bad. So, again, if you went on Amazon or eBay, you would look at reviews and you, would, you wouldn't just buy something without having the confidence that it was any good. So ask around. Ask for recommendations on training courses. If you want to learn about service combination, ask, is my training good training? Is it value for money? Is there enough people putting, implementing what they have been taught? Is there enough people sacking the boss? and not needing a job anymore because of implementing the training. And if you are getting yes, then it's good value for money, isn't it? Now, you have to remember that not everybody will, because you can lead a horse to water, but you cannot make it drink. But if there's enough evidence of enough people getting success from doing that training, then ask yourself, is it good value for money? And please, don't fall into the trap that an awful lot of people fall into and just slag off property investors uh, and people that decide to also train people how to do what they have done themselves. For instance, my, my training course, that over £100,000 worth of education and training, that's all in the training course, right? That knowledge. My 29 plus years of experience in all of the different property investment strategies, that's in the training course. Now, I promise you that I'm not pitching the course, but just think about what goes into the course itself and how much value, how much of a shortcut can that be? When you hear people slagging off 
a property education course or slagging off property education in general. Quite often, they are somebody who paid good money for training, but because they didn't put it into practice, because they didn't actually do the work to, to go on the viewings and to make the offers and to hustle, okay, because they didn't, they feel a lot better about themselves by just slagging it off as some sort of scam that doesn't work. Okay, because that makes them feel a lot better about themselves and they don't feel like such a failure if they can just put the trainers in a particular place and slag them off. I mean, so, I mean, what do you think? Have you had good value from education yourself? I mean, a lot of people spend a hell of a lot of money on education and then they get a job and then they're trapped in a job and on that hamster wheel for the rest of their life. So I actually prefer education that frees you up from that. I had a massive mindset shift when I read that book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And obviously I've read all the different books since then. And I've been on good training courses and I've been on bad training courses. But I've even learned stuff from the bad training courses, you know, what not to do. Well, there's sometimes always the odd nugget in there, isn't there, right? But I would still be in the army now unless I'd gone and spent good money on training. It is as simple as that. Because my next job would have been um, a captain, my next promotion. And I could have stayed in until I was 55. So I would have been in for another six years, exchanging time for money. And at the time, when I started getting trained, I had another Afghanistan tour looming. Okay. But I took control of my life. I handed in my notice on Remembrance Day and I left the army on Remembrance Day. And I chose that date because I wanted it to be a really significant date, a date that meant something to me to get my life back. And it was getting educated in property that enabled me to do that. So I'd, I'd, I'd value your opinion. I'd value your thoughts on any of that stuff. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Let me know. Let me know what you think. And I will, I will come back when I've calmed down a little bit because it just really got on my tits. It really did. So thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you for allowing me to get this off my chest. Here's to your service accommodation success. And remember... Your future needs you. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Service Accommodation Property Podcast. Why not also check out my website, www.propertysoldier.co.uk, where you can learn more about property and serviced accommodation. 